Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, business ideas that make investors sit up and listen. So what is the problem you're solving? Then it's how big is the market you're attacking? What is the competitive landscape and how is it going to evolve? And most importantly, management, management, management. Do you have the team or can you attract the talent uh, as, par as part of the founding group of, uh, of this business? There's $25 million of new venture capital available in this region for startup entrepreneurs. That's the story being shared by our next guest, Annie Jones. Annie is managing director of the Maryland Venture Fund. He's been in the venture industry for more than 25 years and during that time has raised and deployed billions of dollars of capital here in the D.C. region. And he's also been an entrepreneur in software for many of those years. Andy, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Jonathan. Well, I'm really, I think the place I'd like to begin is the Maryland Venture Fund because you guys just closed on a fund. It's a very interesting application of what I would call the public-private model, you know, public entity, TEDCO, successfully deploying capital in Maryland for many years in startups, but now leveraging private capital to expand its mission. Talk to me about that. Sure. So we uh, just closed on a brand new vehicle. It's a partnership uh, fund, traditional venture capital fund with the Maryland State Public Employees Retirement System. And this is quite unique because uh, the, th that system, they manage 50 billion of assets for retirees in the state of Maryland. So these are, this is very important money. This is teacher's retirement, firefighter's retirement money, police retirement money. Their whole mission is to maximize returns for that, that $50 billion. And they've entrusted some of their capital with us to invest in the venture capital asset class here locally to build and create big companies, but, but driven first by venture capital returns for them. So this is a great example of how uh, a government or quasi-government entity, a pension fund and so forth, can foster innovation. Obviously, you had to satisfy these investors from a fiduciary standard because they can't just give money away that this was a good market to invest in. So why and how were you able to convince them that this is a good place to back entrepreneurs? So as you and I both know, Jonathan, having been in this region for decades, there, there's been a lot of uh, big successful businesses dating back to the uh, AOL days and the telecom days. There's been a lot of value creation for investors. So um, the, the reason the pension fund invested with us, they see the opportunity in this region and uh, because of the experience with the team, myself and the team we've built, they've entrusted their capital to us to go fund the next generation of great businesses in the region. Clearly, with the recent government shutdown, which came and went, and the possibility over time with continued resolutions, we might have another one or sequestration, who knows what, a fair number of people got really concerned about, geez, we're so reliant on the government sector, the federal government sector, and we should invest more in the private sector. Tell me, what is going on in the private sector right now? Where are you finding concentrations of excellence to invest in? Where do you see the industries that are going to drive our private sector uh, economy going forward from the standpoint of venture capital? You know, this is this is the land of opportunity. And uh, in terms of areas that interest us here locally, healthcare is a great example. So one of the great early investments we made out of this new pension fund investment vehicles, a company here right in Bethesda called Allidade. The founder of Validate, a fellow named Farzad Mustashari, actually came out of the federal government. He was one of the, the, the guys that drove healthcare policy in the government. And this is a very exciting business he's building. Um, quickly, it's, it's accountable care organizations 
um, whereby they are partnering with primary care practices to improve the quality of patient outcomes and lower the cost of healthcare delivery. So it's attacking what is a huge problem in this country, which is this ever-escalating set of uh, costs rising in the healthcare system. So he's going about it a very unique way. We've surrounded him with our capital. He's attracted significant West Coast Silicon Valley capital. We're the only local uh, investors in the deal. Google Ventures, Venrock. I mean, these are storied names in the investment industry, and we're building the company right here in the region. That's a recurring theme. I, when I look at the venture capital numbers, what I see is that once a company gets to the point where it's a proven, scalable model, there's ample capital to come into the market from the outside. You look at OneWeb and their raise. You look at Tenable. You look at Everfi, all multi-hundred million dollar deals or more. But the there's a big gap. You know, matching up entrepreneurs with that million or two million dollars of capital, I keep hearing that's a big void. Is it, isn't it a big void? You know, I, I, I would argue it's not. It's if, if you can find the right people and marry them with the right op opportunities. And when I say the right people, people that have been involved in building big businesses before or have specific, you know, history of success in, 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 their, in their past, marrying them up with new opportunities whereby the first capital is a few million dollars, it's relatively small, happens all the time. There's another great business that, that, that we're involved with over in Bethesda. Founder came out of Micros, a big point of sale company built up in Maryland. It was a public company. It was ultimately purchased by Oracle for over $5 billion. He, once his non-compete came off, said, I can go beat now Oracle, the fellow that bought my business in this hospitality software space, which he ran at Micros. We've started a new business with this guy. His name is Yash Shap. Um, it's, um, it's, hospital, it's, 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 it's a hotel property management system software, basically next-gen software competing really against his old employer inquirer. So that business started with a few million dollars of capital. It's in the earlier stages. It's growing very nicely. So again, I think that's a great example of there is capital for entrepreneurs and the right opportunity. Last thing before I let you go, clear something up for our listeners. I see a lot of people get really confused about whether or not their business is suitable for venture capital or they think that they should get venture capital. Most businesses don't ever get venture capital and don't need it. What makes a business suitable or desirable from a venture investor's perspective to invest in? Great question. You know, I, 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 would, I would answer that on, on several vectors. First of all, what problem are you solving? You need to be addressing big problems in the world, you know, whether it's what Farzad is doing at Allidade, you know, this massive problem we have here in the U.S. with rising health care costs, to what Yas is doing at Stay in Touch, which is a lot of the software in the hotel industry is very uh, legacy, you know, um, older software. So what is the problem you're solving? Then it's how big is the market you're attacking? What is the competitive landscape and how is it going to evolve? And most importantly, management, management, management. Do you have the team or can you attract the talent uh, as, par as part of the founding group of, uh, of this business and, and really build it up and execute? So the bottom line is that if you don't get venture capital, it doesn't mean you don't have a good business. It doesn't make you a failure. It just means you don't have a business that has explosive growth potential at that moment in time. Correct. There are a ton of great businesses that are perfect as sole proprietorships or partnerships. And they're, they're wonderful businesses. And they're, they're a linchpin of growth in this country. You know, venture capital, as you correctly say, it's really about growth and attacking giant problems and opportunities. Well, Andy, thanks a lot 
very much for taking the time to talk with us about these issues today, and best of luck with your new fund. Thanks, Jonathan. I was Andy Jones, Managing Director of the Maryland Venture Fund. If you're looking for capital in Maryland or the D.C. region to expand your business, definitely check them out. Thanks for listening to What's Working in Washington. A special thanks to our sponsor, Eagle Bank. How do you get to be number one in the D.C. area? Eagle Bank did it by putting relationships first. They're flexible, involved, responsive, strong, and trusted. Eagle Bank's goal is your success. Our executive producer is Tracy Madigan. Our online writer is Barbara Ulrich. Music provided by two D.C. region bands, Two Car Living Room, and The Sunbathers. And let us know who you think we should be talking to on the show. Tweet us at at What's Working DC. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Thanks for listening.